This podcast is protected under the laws of the United States and other countries. Unauthorized duplication, distribution, or exhibition may result in civil liability, criminal prosecution, and the wrath of the tall man. (laughs) Boy! Hey, let's talk about you, the ID10T community events at ID10T.com, like Russ Stevens, a.k.a. Cool Movies Darth, who has started a podcast called 90 for Chill, uh, which Russ says is dedicated to movies with a runtime between 74 and 99 minutes, the time frame that I feel is ideal. Russ, I could not agree with you more. That is a fantastic idea. Uh, Russ goes on to say, there are times you need a cinematic fix but don't have time for the latest Scorsese masterpiece or offering from a comic book universe. There's also times when you know you need a conclusion to prevent a binge costing you a whole night. Um, my guest and I try to follow these guidelines as we chat up features that are definitely worth your time and are beyond easy to make time for. 90 for Chill, the podcast, can be found on all major podcast platforms at 94chill.com and that's spelling out 90 uh, N-I-N-E-T-Y 4-F-O-R chill um, so there you go thank you so much for sharing Russ a uh, really great idea for a podcast events at id10t.com for everyone else Little Hands says it's time to rock and roll bring the noise Thank you for checking out 90 for Chill, the podcast with Cat Bus Russ. This is your host, Cat Bus Russ. And if you need to fill your home with the dulcet tones of myself, ask your Amazon Echo or Google Nest device to play podcast by Rusty. I'm sorry, podcast by Cat Bus Russ. So, branding. Yay. All right. So this week, I went out to the movie theaters and found the most appropriate uh, feature since. Today is Black Wednesday, tomorrow is Thanksgiving, so obviously I went and saw Eli Roth's Thanksgiving, and you know what, I don't think I'm as enthused as the cinema snob was, but it's it's a, it's a definitely makes up for last week's episode, with, which featured the toxic masculinity of Maid, Tony Collette and Robin Williams trying their best to make something out of a nothing story in the night listener and just a, trying to make screwball comedy or maybe that's not fair to screwball comedy, but you know, silly situations. I guess it is screwball then, but of Hugh Laurie hooking up with a 24 year old and ruining his friendship with Oliver Platt Allison Janney and oh Kathleen Keener. I mean, such a great lineup. It's just so sad to see all that talent wasted. So, but you know, again, I want to fill this, fill you up with some great recommendations, and I think I came across them this week. Uh, not saying these were from Ali's Accessory Shop on Etsy's Trash Features officially. These are movies I had to find to fill out the alphabet. So, as I say, we're now back on track with W and X. Uh, w is going to be a cool anime, or I should say, well, yeah, it's a cool anime. I'm not saying it's, you know, a masterpiece, but it's from the people who gave you Ninja Scrolls. So, Wrath of the Ninja, the Yonadin movie, uh, was a fun time. And then I got around to a horror classic, very recent, last year's 
Ty West X. So I'll discuss those, and then we'll get to uh, the headliner, the feature. Finally, I get to do some Eli Roth on the show. That's something I'd love to talk about if you uh, want to go over the hostile features. I've got Green Inferno sitting in my queue. Just send an email to rustthebus07 at gmail.com. That's R-U-S-S-T-H-E-B-U-S-0-7 at gmail.com. And give me some time to do that. Speaking of time, I'm going to take next week's off because I'm not next week's, um, next week off. uh, Since, you know, I'm kind of anal retentive about release scheduling. Like I've done 50 episodes for the past two years and I just want to stay kind of on that pace. So I basically, I gave myself a two weeks to lay off. I'm not going to do two weeks with no episodes, but you know, it's going to be tough to get a guest for Thanksgiving, and I don't think you really want to hear me go off again on my own. So, yeah, we'll be back um, on the for at the beginning of December, and uh, we'll go from there. So we'll stick to the Wednesday, every Wednesday drop. And now I think I'm just rambling, and I know with all of the work done on this podcast episode already that uh, I should fill in all my plugs and upcoming events. So enough foreplay. Let's get to the features. Uh, All I got to do is record the trailers and, you know, get ready for that YouTube, uh, not cease and desist, but warning that I may have been banned in some countries. It's kind of ridiculous. I can't use the trailers for these features, but you know what? To get banned over a movie like Made, I think that's kind of a badge of honor. So let's get on to the show. This ain't no Mickey Mouse. This ain't no Looney Tunes. This is anime. And it's taking America by storm. Now you can catch the anime fever or turbocharge your current anime video collection with the best of Japanese anime 2. But be warned, the best of Japanese anime 2 ain't no kid stuff. It's animation grown up and gone wild. Call this toll-free number now and get Wrath of the Ninja delivered to your door for just $4.95 with subscription. Call now and you'll get a bonus anime video. Project Echo versus Battle 1, absolutely free. That's right, you'll get two fire-powered anime videos for just $4.95. This is a limited-time offer of apocalyptic proportions, so call now. Order your first Best of Japanese Animation 2 video for just $4.95 plus $3.99 shipping and receive your free anime video. Call now, 1-800-305-3767. Well, Ali's accessory shop on Etsy's trash feature review was supposed to continue with Matthew Broderick's... wonderful world but after all of the poor drama from the previous episode with made the night listener and the oranges i decided to just go right to anime and make an audible call and watch wrath of the ni- eh, sorry wrath of the ninja the yodadin movie from 1989 a anime which was a feature length anime i should say but it's composed of Edits from a three-episode OVA series, original video animation, that had 45-minute episodes apiece. Hence, this feature cuts away 45 minutes. It kind of leads it to be just the editing really is apparent that 
okay, we're picking and choosing. So it starts out with a decent... The first act is strong just because, okay, we find our main three characters and then everything else is, let's get to this battle, this battle, this battle, all the highlight reel of the series. So I believe this is the only American release, uh, dare I say, Western release of this feature. This um, was a DVD from Central Park Media, who's no longer with us, and the UK version was released by ADV Films, again, no longer with us. So it's a story of three primary schools of ninja are down to their final students, and they each possess a spiritual weapon that will defeat any demon that's destined to occur. So this this trio is led by Mistress Ayanosuke Hayami, a.k.a. Ayame. She's uh, trying to get everybody on the same page to defeat this demon, while one of them is loyal to the cause, the other refuses to follow through with his fate, his destiny, as they are supposed to go and destroy a man who's leading a clan of inhuman ninjas to allow himself to become a demon god and then there's a twist after that so definitely a little more than what 87 minutes can offer i'm sure there is a cleaner way to do it but then again i look back to takashi miike's adaptation of blade of the immortal where he Pulls, puts everything in there. It's long. There's some fun moments. But, again, it's kind of like less is should be more. And it's just a thing with anime, I suppose. Because I would say Battle Angel... I'm sorry, Alita Battle Angel is a good adaptation of Gunham, better known in the States as Battle Angel Alita. But, again, it's like, do we really need all of this? It's excessive but because they decided to cut corners for this American release, it loses a lot. There's some great action sequences, if not the action being great, at least the gore is fun. This is kind of like Fist of the North Star in a sense, and I like the fact that it sticks to a more just seemingly regular anime style, and maybe that's just me being a kid uh, growing up in the 80s and 90s, I didn't need all this fancy people trying to cut, you know, show cutting edge anime styles or very colorful styles. So it's nice comfort food, I suppose, in a sense. I really wish, again, narrative would be stronger. And I've seen a lot, a lot of good uh, OVAs adapted into features. I would say Legends of Cristania. Macross the movie, or I'm sorry, Macross plus the movie. I think those were done very well. So it's not like it could have. It definitely could have been better, at least as a feature. It's a tough. It's a tough task, and I think they did very well with it. It goes back to late night 800 number ads on USA up all night. Dare I say? Where you saw stuff like, well, order KMFDM's uh, retro and Ogogo albums type ads. And there was an ad for, and I think it was sponsored by Time Life Video, for a uh, monthly anime VHS cassette. 
and this was going to be the free one, uh, Wrath of the Ninja. I would like to see this um, tackled again, I suppose. Uh, I guess I could, should just keep going through the Wikipedia page and see if that's going to happen. It's a nice, I say it's a good anime fix. It's not offensive, I guess, because that's something you get a lot with anime is just that, well, let's just keep throwing in the gore and the nudity and everything. That's going to keep them entertained. And then a lot of the time, it's just, you just smell the insincerity in it, which, look, it's a visual media, not a, I guess I would say ear, nose, and throat media. There we go. I do not want to come up with some weird word that I know I'm probably off on. So Wrath of the Ninja is fun. It's on Amazon Prime. It's currently as a rental only, but hey, that means it is at least in circulation. Uh, I think you're better off watching Ninja Scroll. But again, that is a movie that does that kind of meanness and insincerity. It's just got a lot more style to make up for it. Action. This is it. Our own studio backlog. Farmer's daughter, take one. My wife is not well. It happens after dark. Ma'am? Something's wrong. You don't want to leave, do you? I just don't understand why you're doing this. Because it is possible to make a good, dirty movie. The real trouble of Ali's accessory shop on Etsy's trash feature review is the difficulty in finding movies for the letter X. And fortunately, if you round down X, the Thai West horror film from 2022, qualifies for the podcast. So I just completed watching that uh, feature in the event that Thanksgiving is a disappointment and your anime fans aren't enough to drive this podcast. I found um, X to be an excellent slow burn for the uh, first uh, two acts. Uh, Once the murders start, it's pretty much limited right to the third act. And the graphic violence is, I mean, superb. The sick and twisted nature of an couple of old uh an elderly couple butchering a porn uh production uh is just somehow delightful like as i say it's a excellent homage to 70 movie seven movies of the 70s and at least the vibe and the entire house this feature takes place around definitely just i've never watched the texas chainsaw massacre from 74 but you see some of the shots and it's from that movie just from clips and i think this feature does a great job of capturing that same vibe so it's a story about a owner of a strip club in houston the bayou burlesque taking his stars um portrayed by mia goth who portrays Maxine Minx and uh, Brittany Stowe's character alongside Kid Cudi as your typical standard black stereotype 
from the 70s movies to a secluded property where they're renting a boarding house to film a porno called The Farmer's Daughter with an ambitious uh, director who's trying to prove that you can make cinema from porn. And as soon as a bored Maxine runs into the missus of this, uh, of the host, Pearl, once that occurs, it seems that Pearl is out left on the loose as a, like this kind of like the visit on steroids, if you're familiar with that M. Night Shyamalan movie. And... But it takes its time, and I just love it for that. It establishes stuff like Chekhov's alligator. Um, it's just, and I would, you know, and it's beautifully shot, so it kind of does play up on the idea that porn can be cinematic. So I think it accomplishes everything that it's set out to do. Um, as I say, it's just you got to, Get through that first uh, two acts, um, which, I th- as I say, is more of just, you know, homage and focusing on Ty's West, um, just wanting to capture a vibe. And the characters are interesting enough, and I think you do get invested in their fates. I, I you just want, you want to, they take so much time in that first half that you're fascinated maybe as i say you're de- you're invested in their fates doesn't necessarily mean you want them to be um uh good fates i guess uh but the ending is awesome a comedy of errors and you know i just can't wait to, to finally get around to pearl and if pearl's not any good which i hear it's might be better then I can't wait for Max scene, the uh, sequel that's coming out, uh, I believe next year, where Mia Goth, who plays Pearl and Maxine, if I didn't mention that before. Um, so they're going to follow up on that. And it's a great, I mean, another, like, everything they do, everything in this feature is methodical and everything pays off. So it might not be exciting for a bit, but you know it. Ty West successfully just promises you that it's going to be worthwhile, and you're along for the ride. He just is able to frame this feature so that, yeah, do we really care about the '70s free love porn, uh, experimental porn? And, you know, with, with the hevel, heavy uh, Christian overtones over it to uh, keep telling us not to, it's just too tempting to not want to see to the end. This holiday season... Prepare to have the stuffing scared out of you. Thanksgiving. In the 
town of Plymouth, Massachusetts, the fourth Thursday in November is the most celebrated day of the year. The table is set. The festivities have begun. What an uninvited guest has arrived. And this year, there will be no leftovers. Is another night of watching my stuff watch on my Apple Watch and watching a movie in the cinema. And this movie was Thanksgiving, the Eli Roth Thanksgiving slasher film. I should have just said holiday slasher film, which we haven't had in a while. I don't, I can't think of anything since maybe that really pops in the mind. Uh, I mean, of course, we had the two Black Christmas remakes this uh, century, so perhaps I'm just not watching enough. And never mind, it did the Thanksgiving movies last year. Oh, but I digress. So, uh, this movie is a lot of fun. Um, it really does suffer from not being the uh, look, not looking as ugly as the Grindhouse trailer he made for the uh, Grindhouse double feature, the Tarantino and Rodriguez joint there. Uh, but. And now, and now I say that, and it's like, well, when am I going to get Don't, the Edgar Wright trailer? Uh, I mean, it, we're just asking too much for Rob Zombie's uh, She-Wolves of the SS. So, uh, Werewoman of the SS. But I don't know, now that I say that, like, Nicolas Cage is up for it. So, um, yeah, so let's say... After a Black Friday disaster, a 6 p.m. opening on the holiday, which I don't think I've seen even, uh, I mean, well, maybe we've done a 10 at one of my retail gigs, but, um, results in at least, uh, four casualties the following year, a killer using the, um, what would it be? Oh, the uploaded video, uh, celebrating or that documented it by the football quarterback, of the Plymouth East High School who got to sneak into the store early, which then in turn started the stampede, which, as I say, killed four people. So he has basically plotted out a murder spree, killing the greedy, but for those who flaunted their specialness, or I guess their entitlement, they are going to be the main course. So, um, I don't know if it's got a good cat and mouse to it. Like, we don't really try to... I think we... Well, that would be giving away the ending if there was a good cat and mouse. So, alright. One point for Eli there. Uh, I guess the biggest flaw is he tries to build suspense for a bunch of near-miss kills or um, kills that, you know, but giving the the victim too much time to play around so he doesn't really know how to pace those but when it comes to the meanness and the gore he does deliver and it's not too intense like i remember watching uh i haven't watched it beginning to end but uh alexandra aja's uh piranha 
3D, which is regarded by many to be a classic. But I see some of the aftermath of the spring break being invaded by the piranhas and just uh, a lot of it just seemed a little too mean. I guess it's just the sheer amount of it. So the gore and casualties are well placed, I suppose. Um, as I say, I really wish it was a little grimier still, but that's just, you know, that was, uh, what was it now? 2007 was the grindhouse. So, you know, that's been 16 years. So it's kind of been made for a new audience, I suppose, which it kind of, kind of sucks in a sense. Cause as I say, I'd rather it just be what it was, but I suppose it would ruin the script that it wasn't really a thing. Except, uh, so if we were to do it as accurate as that trailer, that means we'd have Michael Bean as a sheriff. And just in that he's a Texan who does an okay California accent, going Boston is a little much for him, I think. So, you know, hey, I got my Michael Bean fix earlier today watching The Terminator again. And gosh, I just, watching that, I realized, oh boy, that, uh, timeline just can't be corrected <laughs> so um yeah i don't want to go into those paradoxes we're not time traveling so quit thinking about thanksgiving 2007 and let let this one stand on its own um uh, our acting not a lot of strong strong efforts or outstanding efforts uh except from patrick dempsey who i don't know i'll have to wiki him to see if he's a New Englander, a Bostonian. Uh, I guess we, that's another thing it could have done. It could have leaned a little more into the uh, Boston element, but, you know, this is shot in Toronto, so... And, yeah, sometimes you have scale issues. So there's a lot of flaws to it, but if you just take it for gnarly kills and the schlock it's supposed to be... I think you'll have yourself a good time. And it just clocks in over 138. And that's very much ironic when uh, the song during the end trailer, end credits, is uh, where Eagles Dare by the Misfits. I guess I just got to end it on that point. And, you know, it was worth my, I think it was worth the price of admission. Um, I'll probably grab it on digital, but I said the same thing about Renfield. Who knows? Uh, but as I say, I'm fresh out the theater, so let's just revel in that. Hello there. Just got back to my apartment from getting my pizza and from the movie, and I just realized I failed to mention that we have a serial killer who loves cats. There's a great scene, very loving. You see an asshole owner get what's coming to him, and the cat gets what he deserves the attention he deserves so with all of that i may as well just close the podcast with my thanks to station marie harden for keeping an eye on me and uh, making sure that i stay out of trouble and or find the good kind of trouble and i hope she's doing the same for everybody she touched in her life and i hope she's taking good care of little skimble shanks the one-eared angel formerly known the as the bastard cat Oh, he's that kitty was kind of fluffy like him. I mean, he had his ears, but you know, just a very cute scene right after a decapitation. So, 
Love your cats. Hug your cats. Rate and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Five stars preferably. Be as honest as you'd like in the text. And follow me on Twitter at CatBusRuss. See what might be on the show next at Letterboxd. My username there is CMDarth. And if you want to be on the podcast, send an email to rustthebus07 at gmail.com. That's R-U-S-S-T-H-E-B-U-S-07 at gmail.com. Offer me a film, a director, a theme, an actor. Just try to focus on sub-100-minute material. But if you're willing to put in the work to watch about three or four movies, I can make any long movie work for the show. So thanks again for coming to the 90 for Chill, the podcast, and have yourselves a good holiday weekend. Can I hear a wahoo?